When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Welcome to another episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Park, and joining me as always is the editor-in-chief of Just Blog Baby, Nick Jeltness, our resident Twitter guru, Ryan Lopes. This week, we have two special guests, Seth Murphy and Tyler Dixon, who co-founded the Big, Bo- uh, Big Board Draft, and they're both contributors here on uh, Just Blog Baby. Welcome, fellas. Howdy. Yeah, Thanks. <laughs> very a excited of, a lot a lot of enthusiasm <laughs> yeah i love that yeah we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna need you guys to tone it down you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking it's fucking everyone relax everyone yeah. calm down <laughs> all right well before before we get started um yeah let's give the floor to uh, both of our uh, enthusiastic guests this week uh i've got a question that i've asked every guest so far that we've had on the show so i'll continue that with uh, with you guys um tyler we'll start with you because uh, you're uh you're a foreigner here not from the states so new <laughs> zealand how is it that you became to be a raiders fan um all the way out in, uh, in new zealand well um it's kind of a new unique uh to be into American football in New Zealand, so um, my my uncle uh, Ricky actually, well, my dad's uncle Ricky actually played in the uh, NFL. Ricky Ellison, he was a linebacker for the Forty Niners and played for the Raiders in nineteen ninety and ninety two. Um, okay. He actually came back with uh, um, two helmets. He came back with a signed Chiefs helmet that I still have with uh, Derek Thomas, uh, and uh, Raiders um, helmet. Uh, and I chose the Raiders, <laughs> and he <laughs> told me it was a good choice. So ever since then, I've been a, a Raiders fan, and um, just got into American okay. football more and more uh, as I got older. And uh, then, yeah, it is what it is. All right, Seth. What about from you? I know you're from like the Reno area, or, or I know you're there currently. I'm not sure if you're from there, but um, how is it that you came to be a Raiders fan? Yeah, well, um, originally I'm from a small town in eastern Nevada, um, so geographically there's not really anything too close in terms of uh, professional football teams, but my dad was always a Raiders fan, um, and you know I just kind of followed in his footsteps in that regard, I guess, so um, Denver would probably actually be closer to us, but uh, I'm happy I never became a Broncos fan. <laughs> so so this is about to be your uh, your hometown team, basically, when they move yeah essentially yeah so i mean i'm actually technically closer to oakland now um, in (laughs) reno than i am vegas but you know i've always lived in in nevada so same state um so my hometown my home state i guess is getting a team which is pretty cool but it'll it'll kind of suck not being as close are are the fans like in your area just all uh, fans of all sorts of different teams or how do you think the the area is going to respond like just a lot of Nevada people going to become Raiders fans or how do you think that's going to work? Um, in, in Reno, they're already mostly Niners and Raiders fans, um, just because the Bay is so close and there's a lot of Bay area transplants. Um, I'd say the majority of the city 
has some ties to the Bay Area. Um, so I, I don't really think it'll change much. Maybe more Raiders fans since it's actually they're actually going to be in Nevada. Um, but there's already quite a bit. Cool. So I, I guess I'll uh, I'll throw this one out there to to, to both of you. Um, so obviously you guys clearly love talking football, X's and O's, and 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 you both uh, are. Are, are big fans of the draft and, and college football and the, and the draft process. So can you guys elaborate a little bit just on your, on your football background? Obviously you guys touched on kind of why, why you're fans of, of the Raiders, but I just, just your, your passion for, for football in general and, 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 and what, what draws you towards, you know, the draft and, and, and the draft process. Well, Darius Hayward Bay, um, <laughs> he brought me here. What um, a name to start with here. Never, <laughs> never heard of him. I, <laughs> never heard of him. Uh, uh, I was, I was going uh, just getting like fully into American football, and uh, we selected him. And I um, wanted to dig into why we did, and um, and the other players that we drafted that year. And then it kind of started to become a habit, and I started reading all the football books. Um, Madden played a big part of it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just build it, building um, a love for the game. Um, and then learning from Twitter, like as soon as I joined Twitter, you just meet all these football minds that you just wouldn't meet anywhere else. And I've learned from people like Ted and um, others, and I learn every day on Twitter. Um, and that's the brilliance about football. You, can, you, th- you can't know it all. Like there's always something new to learn. So it's just a passionate of, uh, passion of mine and become an obsessive hobby, I guess, uh, to go through the draft and write about football. Anything to add, Seth? Uh, yeah, and well, just for me, um, there were kind of a few questions there. Um, but first off, my my background in football, um, I've kind of always been into into football, um, kind of as far back as I can remember since elementary school. Um, but you know, I, I played in, a little bit in high school, um, rural Nevada. So I mean, nothing too crazy. <clears throat> I I played four years, four year letterman, um, and then. Uh, my senior year, I started coaching like little league a little bit. After I graduated, I started to um, to just kind of volunteer as a coach um, for the for the varsity football team. And then um, when I came to college at the University of Nevada, um, I took a job on the support staff with the football team. So um, I got to be around some some really smart individuals. Um, my first my first uh, fall there, I worked with our defensive coordinator who's now a linebacker coach at uh, Arizona, and so I got to learn a lot from him. And then I also got to work with our offensive line coach, who was a former um, Rose Bowl champ at USC, um, and now he's a coach for the offensive line for the Nike opening showcase. Um, and so that's that showed me a lot of areas um, in regards to the offensive line and defensive technique in general. Um and just um, my like kind of love for the draft, I think, came in 2007. So I'll drop another name, Jamarcus Russell. Um, oh man! The, yeah. yeah, we're like five minutes into the podcast, and we've got a <laughs> DHB name drop and a Jamarcus name drop. Yeah. We're off to a rough start. I'm stressed out. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, the the you know my team had the number one overall pick, so I I kind of immersed myself in the draft process, even though I was. You know, just like in elementary school or junior high, I don't, I don't really remember. So the, the um, big question here: were you a were you a Jamarcus fan? Uh, this is you know this is gonna be, yeah. I mean it's it's public, and I hate to say it publicly for everyone to hear, but I did want. Uh, I thought a big strong quarterback was exactly what the team needed. 
All right. In his defense, timeout, timeout. Everybody, <laughs> you know what? Jamarcus was a can't miss, and that was that was largely the consensus. Uh, Bro. So I don't I don't feel bad because I wanted Jamarcus too, but. Someone's got to go on YouTube, man, and find – can't, can't miss the syrup. So, someone, someone made a compilation, like highlight video, man, I'll never forget. And someone put that that Nas track behind it, like Hero <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Bro, that shit, that shit got me fired up. And I was I was a Jamarcus fan off the, off the YouTube highlight alone. Bro, I'm telling you. Know you. I, I wanted uh, – you know, it's not much better. I really – truthfully, wasn't a Jamarcus fan, but the guy I did want wasn't really much better, and that was Brady Quinn. So you know, either either way, either way, that's another game thing. Oh seven was exactly. Weird. Let's exactly. we got. Let's just let's just move on. We no, I mean, I, I remember John Gruden talking about how Jamarcus Russell was on his knees and threw a ball seventy like yards seven, yeah. dead on, and everybody was like, "What the fuck? Like this is Star Wars," you know? <laughs> and uh, I was excited. We were all excited, you know. And in hindsight, Megatron would have been the better choice. Maybe, but maybe anybody would have been the better choice, but. You really can't get mad at a dude for saying that, you know, he was excited about Jamarcus. <laughs> yeah. But uh every Raider every Raider pick you kinda of, like talk yourself into like Right, oh, exactly. Yeah. Even 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 now that I'm into it, like any pick that's made, I'll be on YouTube watching film straight away or finding some way I can watch the guy and talking myself into him until he doesn't prove himself. Jahard Ward included. Uh yeah, he can just he can <laughs> <laughs> garbage the tip i don't know how you say it over there Gar- what? <laughs> i think that works was that, was that some new zealand trash talk what did you say garbage the tip is that what you said yeah 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 so the, the tip is uh you know where they take all the rubbish and it gets broken oh. down that's where he deserves to be he blocked me on Twitter, by the way. I'm, I'm sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's Ride go ahead his and, ass, bro. Let's go ahead and get started because we have a lot to get to. Uh, most of today's episode will focus on the draft. But before we get to that, let's just touch on free agency a little bit. Uh, there's some some pretty big news today uh, with, a, with a fellow named Marshawn Lynch. But let's go ahead and talk about the other uh, free agent class. Um, so, fellas. Who was your favorite free agent signing so far? I'll start. I'll I'll kick it off by saying of of the five guys that the Raiders have signed, my favorite pick, uh, my favorite signing was was Cordero Patterson. Um, I don't think he's probably going to have maybe the biggest impact of of, of everyone, um, but I was just a big fan of Cordero coming out of the draft, and I just I think he adds another element to this offense that you know hopefully can take them from being maybe the fifth or sixth ranked offense to you know top three perhaps um you know he's going to compete come in right away be the, the fourth wide receiver potentially compete for wide receiver three so if he can take away you know some snaps from seth roberts that's definitely a good thing he's the best kick returner in the nfl um that's going to move richard over to punt returns and uh, and give us one of the better you know one two combos in, in that regard in the league um and if todd downing wants to get creative corderell's got like a six yards per carry average for his career um you know he can run the ball in reverses and and definitely do some things so he just adds another element to the offense that i'm you know excited to see happen so that's uh that's my favorite of the uh, of the five who do you got seth um i'd probably say jelani jenkins um from a positional group that's just so devoid of talent and production in general um he'll have a chance to come in right away and you know he is talented so if he can stay healthy he could he could contribute right away. 
Ryan, my man, who you got? I kind of like um, I, I kind of like Jared Cook. I mean, I think um, I, I think I think Derek Carr was uh, was vocal when when obviously you know Patterson was signed and 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 kind of backed that signing, and then uh, obviously did did the same for for Cook. But um, I, I just think you know Rivera was such a, a, a middle of the road town, and again Cook hasn't really you know necessarily impressed over his over his career. But I think uh, you know. Um, it going going from Rogers to Carr, I mean, we're not going to talk about that, but I mean, I think I think this is obviously a, still a good offense and a, and, a, and a good a good spot for him to, to to produce. So I think I think the stars the stars might the stars might align in that regard. So yeah, he did uh, he did upgrade quarterbacks. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you. All right, Ty, Ty Dollar Sign. Who, wait, would it be dollar? It wouldn't be Dollar Sign. What what is the uh, currency in in uh, New Zealand? I know that's a dumb question, uh, it's, but it's dollars. It is. Is it? We just use. Oh, so New you Zealand are. So, yeah. Okay, so so tie New Zealand dollar sign. Uh, who you got? Um, I'm gonna have to agree with Seth. Um, over at Just Bold Baby, we're um, setting up this kind of board, and uh, I've been grading all the linebackers in the draft and um, our linebackers in general, and the position is just like there's ten guys grading out higher than our um, linebacking core right now. It's it's very weak, and I, I just don't know how we can't address it in the draft. Um, and Jelani had a, had a peak season, um, so he's showing flashes, and hopefully he can get healthy and um, perform for the Raiders in silver and black. All right, well, let's talk about the flip side. Uh, who are our least favorite free agent signings? We'll start with uh, whoever wants to go. Nick? I'll take it. I'll, uh, I'll say my least favorite free agent signing was, was Ryan's favorite um jared cook um i mean i'm 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 okay with that i don't like hate it necessarily but it just subs the five that's that's who i would have to pick i just i think the cliche is he is what he is at this point i mean eight nine seasons in um he's always just kind of had shaky hands so so route runner i mean he's going to be good for maybe 40 catches at his peak which is you know decent production um it just seems like he i don't know i think he's probably a little bit overpaid and um yeah, I mean, I'm just okay with that signing. Uh, I think Walford probably deserved another opportunity to start. Um, you know, I'm definitely in the camp that his role changed when Lee Smith got hurt. Um, so we really didn't get to see everything that, you know, he had to offer last year. So, you know, I just, that's not one that I, I love, I guess. Um, so if I had to pick one, it, it would be him. Seth, who you got? Um, I'd probably go with Marshall Newhouse. I mean, I don't really hate any of these signings. They're all kind of, you know, lackluster guys for the most part. But, um, you know, it's just kind of just kind of a boring signing. I think there were plenty of decent offensive linemen out there, and, you know, he was one of them. But it's just, you know, kind of leaves a lot to be desired there. Right, right. Ryan, who you got? Uh, I, guess, I, mean, I guess I could probably agree with 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 Newhouse I don't I don't think he's he's very good but again for for, <laughs> for what for what he's he's here for you know what I mean he's I, I imagine a, just a, a depth signing I think Del Rio came out and said he's gonna have a crack at the right tackle spot but um again I I think you kind of pay him what you pay him and you kind of hope that he's just at the end of the day just good depth so again probably a boring signing uh to most which you know that, mm-hmm. I, that, that's kind of where I, right. where I would go with it uh Ty I need a take um, I'll I'll have to say Cook. Uh, uh, we're doubling down on Newhouse and Cook, but uh, it's just because of the talent in the um, draft this year, and 
they re-signed Gabe Holmes and Heavily Smith, Clive Walford. I just, I just don't feel like he adds that much. Um, he could prove me wrong. Um, it's it's it seems like he's always going to have a breakout year, but never breaks out. So I just <laughs> yes, have a feeling six, seven, six or seven there. years in a row, it's been like that. Jared Cook breakout year coming up, but you know what? This is the year. This is the right. year. We've been saying that for a decade. But this is definitely <laughs> this is definitely the year, though. Uh, so uh, Reggie McKenzie's last signing was on March twentieth. So that was a little bit of uh, a little bit ago. It was EJ Manuel and Jelani Jenkins actually on the same day. Uh, the Raiders were linked to Zach Brown for a little bit, but he ended up signing with the Washington Redskins because they gave him a little cash. Uh, but Marshawn is back in the news, and uh, he's he's uh, been been linked to the Raiders. It sounds like it's going to happen. Um, what what do you think? And I, I think I've said in the last couple episodes that it, it just feels inevitable to me that that Marshawn's going to sign. I mean, I, I guess I'm curious to see if you know for some reason the the Raiders decide that they just want to trade a pick for him. Um, hopefully, it's nothing more than a six. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, all systems go for Marshawn. Just a couple details to work out, um, restructuring the contract, just coming to terms there. I'm sure it's going to be a uh, Probably, I mean, I would hope maybe a two-year deal just with uh, low base salary, heavy incentives. And, um, you know, if he performs, he gets paid. If he doesn't perform, you know, doesn't really get paid. So that way it's not, you know, debilitating to the team in any way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I probably couldn't be more excited. Marshawn is my personal favorite, like, non-Raiders player probably ever. Um, so just kind of the, the fan in me is, is mm-hmm. quite excited for that. And, you know, even, even outside of that, trying to – speak objectively about it um i think he's got plenty left to offer and i think he's a great fit in the offense so you know if if this can officially get done which it sounds like it will hopefully any day now um you know i'm i'm pumped about it any other thoughts from the gallery marshawn is marshawn like he's charismatic fellow uh guy off the field um he brings obviously um it with being from oakland um there are questions. He's thirty, you know, coming up thirty years old, I think. And um, is he going to be what he was at Seattle? We don't know. But as Nick said, he fits in this offense, gives us power back. Um, it's a good draft class. Um, we still, I feel, even if we do get Marshawn, need to draft a guy. Um, but yeah, let it happen. Yeah, you actually bring up a good point there. A question I want to ask, um, you know, whoever wants to answer it. If if the Raiders do trade for or sign Marshawn, either way, if if he ends up on the team, um, do you see the Raiders drafting a running back still? I think they have to. You think they have like to? You can't put you can't put all your chips in one basket. Um, you you've got you've got to keep your options open. Um, they could play him this year, and he looks like Adrian Peterson last year. Um, what do you think, Seth? Do you think they they draft a running back if if Marshawn comes on board? You know, it's it's tough to say. Um, I can see it going both ways. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't really make sense to carry four running backs on the roster five if you include Jamez Olawale. Um, I almost think that you just kind of roll with uh, Rashard and Washington, and you know, if if Lynch can't pan out, then. Maybe you can go about trying to sign somebody um, mid-season, or maybe just hand hand the reins to Richard, you know, and see if he can carry the work, you know, be the workhorse for you. Um, I kind of think that he can. If it was me, I'd I'd probably almost 
pass up on running backs if I could, even though it's a great class. Um, it's just a lot of um, a lot to invest in your roster when you only have you know fifty three spots to carry that many running backs. Yeah, that's a good point. What do you think, Ryan? Man, I um I'm 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 about as big of a of a Jalen Rashard fan as, as you're gonna find. Um, and uh, you know, having said that, I mean, I, th- I think he's best he's best in that change of pace, um, you know, change of pace type t- type running back role. Um, not to say that he can't be the workhorse, you know, three down type back, but I just think that um, you're gonna get better production and, and and more of those dynamic plays if he's just, you know, what I mean, in that in that change of pace role. Um, so I'm not I'm not not drafting running back because I have guys like Richard and, and and DeAndre Washington. Yeah, you know it's not it's not smart to carry. It's not it's not common to carry four or five backs, whatever the case may be. But I think we're all expecting the Marshawn deal to be what a one maybe two year deal. So you know, adding him and and, and kind of ignoring the position and not looking ahead um, again just seems kind of short sighted. Um, I think I think there's some there's gonna be some good value late. Um, so I think it would be smart for, for the, for, you know, the Raiders and Reggie McKenzie to still add, you know, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about some, some of these options in a little bit. So let, let me go ahead. Go ahead. Now you go. Oh, I was just going to add a little note on Marshawn. Uh, you know, I, I know that folks are concerned that he's turned, is he 31 or he's turning 31? Yeah, I, I think he's 31, but he's essentially, he's essentially had a season and a half off. Um, so that takes a little, little wear off the tires, but. I think that there's something about him playing in Oakland that'll kind of like ignite him. You know what I mean? He's really excited to to play in his hometown, and he's you know he's basically said that that this is the only place that he wants to play. Um, and as we say in the Bay, like I really expect this dude to like get hyphy and go dumb this season. Like I <laughs> I I really expect him to have a good season, but you know we'll see. I'm with you. All right, uh, let's move on to some draft talk since we have the draft guys. Uh, one thing we haven't done yet is positional rankings, um, and we got the two draft Knicks in the house, so let's do that. Uh, we'll start with running backs. Seth, give me your top five. All right, I'd probably go, uh, I think the top is kind of a close, like 1A, 1B. Um, kind of, and, and running back is, is a very subjective position, uh, particularly based on the scheme that you're running and kind of the type of build and running back that you're looking for. Um, but in terms of overall talent, I think I'd probably go Cook and McCaffrey um, right there. Woo! One and two. <laughs> uh, um, and then followed by Fournette, even though, you know, I, I don't think that he's a natural running back. Um, you know, his physical, physical ability and production kind of speaks for itself. And I think you kind of have to take a chance on that and, and just see what he can do. Um, following that, I think that there's a, a fairly dramatic drop off. And and for the record, I'm not going to be um, great. Like I'm not going to be mentioning Joe Mixon. I, I don't think it's worth it to talk about him. Um, but following the those three, I think there's a group of backs that are kind of close together, depending on what you're looking for. With you know Jamal Williams and Marlon Mack and Kareem Hunt and Dante Foreman, and I'm sure I'm missing a few. But um, there's kind of a stable of backs there that are all going to be graded pretty closely together and it's kind of just going to be what you're looking for uh tyler i know you just did a lot of uh work uh on the running backs today um tyler's gonna have a top five running backs article coming out probably in tomorrow or the next day or two um what do you have for your top five i've got mccaffrey number one um 
everyone's Let's worried go. about his size, but skill isn't a, uh, you know, size isn't a skill. What he does on the field is his skill, and he's just lightning. He's yeah, he does everything. He can, he can destroy he can destroy your defensive game plan that you've re- yep you know, tried to execute. He can he can do everything you want. Um, he can run between the tackles. People say um he's a finesse player, but he played at freaking Stanford where they've got you know ten linemen on the field. He can. I just don't get the questions about him. It's because he's white. I think if he, if, he, if he was a different, <laughs> if, he, if, if he was a different right. color, people, no, that is, that if is he correct. was a different color, people would be um, rating him higher, and people, he would be the number one back. For people sure think he's life. people think he's Danny Woodhead. Exactly, like but, legitimately. But and again, Danny Woodhead is a good player, and probably oh, yeah, no, if he was a no different Danny shade, slander. he would have got uh, more ch- more chance to run in this league, but. And he's what on his third contract, so those players do hang around. Um, he can attack you in many ways. Um, big McCaffrey fan. Uh, followed by him is Aaron Jones out of UTIP. He's my second ranked uh, running back. Two. That's Dang. a hot take. Yes, that's my hot take. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he reminds me of Jordan Howard. Um, and you saw Jordan Howard run all over the league last year for the Bears. Um, he's their one bright spot going into uh, this year. Uh, runs with power, um, speed can beat you uh, in the receiving game. He's got some flaws and uh, level of competition questions, but he got 100-plus yards versus every um, top f- uh, Power 5 team that he uh, went against, including Texas this year. Uh, he also tested as a 8.1 athlete, and as Seth knows, uh, that's elite NFL athlete. Um, and then followed uh, following him, uh, Fournette, Cook, and Hunt. Um I think Fournette has just been over, you know, over overthought. Um, it's because he's overhyped, though. Um, there needs to be a middle ground there that I just don't think the media can't seem to find middle ground on any pro, um, prospect or uh, anything like that. And then Cook, it's he's he got my top film grade. Um, it's just questions with his athleticism, the way he he had a real bad combine. So that lowers him in um my in the grading system, and then he's had three shoulder surgeries um between the, his two so- shoulders. So with his running style, you kind of need to weigh up will he make that second contract? And then fifth, I've got Kareem Hunt, who's just fun to watch, runs into contact, and he ain't scared. So let's uh, let's find out, Ryan. Who are your um second through fifth ranked running backs? <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, Kareem Hunt's also my fifth ranked running back. Um, I just think he's got really, really good balance, and that that stuff to me is really important. I think is I think his hands are there, um, and he's he's able to 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 create in the open field. I think running through tackles, as 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 Tyler alluded to. So I got I got Hunt at five. Um, for me at four, um, I got again this might be a hot take to some, but I I really like uh, Alvin Kamara out of Tennessee. Um, I think a lot of people look at him and they see the lack of you know sample size, didn't get a ton of work at Tennessee, obviously transferred in, some off-the-field, you know, character-type questions, leaving Alabama, et cetera. But, uh, you know, if Kareem Hunt's got really good balance, you know, I think I think Kamara possesses the best balance in the class. Um, again, really, really good hands, uh, feisty in, in, in pass protection. So for me, uh, just a really complete running back, doesn't have a lot of, tra- uh, you know, wear, wear on the tires. So um, kind of like flip that narrative and, and, and kind of spin it the other way. Um, and the top three for me, uh, Cook, uh, Joe Mixon, and of course, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the the young handsome prince. 
<laughs> so, so no no Leonard Fournette there in the top five? Nah, Fournette for me, man, uh, again, probably another hot take. I have Fournette at seven um, personally, so he's he's right below Kareem Hunt, and I have Marlon Mack at six, and that's when I slide in Leonard Fournette. Fournette, again, uh, as Tyler uh, and Seth might have alluded to, you know, I think Fournette is a lot more scheme-dependent than any other of, of these other, or majorities of other running backs in the class. I think he obviously needs, you know, people will say he needs a runway. He needs, he needs a fullback in front of him. Um, so a lot of people see Oakland's offensive line, and I think you can place an, any number of running backs behind this, uh, this, this offensive line. They're going to be productive. Um, but, you know, Oakland likes to, likes to do a lot of work out of shotgun. Um, as do, you know, teams like Carolina, who I've seen him get mocked to. It just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, not to say he's going to be a bad player, that he's a bad player, but I just don't think, like many of others said, I don't think he's going to really warrant the kind of the kind of hype. So so I'll, I'll just run quickly through mine. I've got um, Kareem Hunt, number f- – actually, I got Hunt four, Kamara five, and then uh, Dalvin three. Uh, I got Leonard Fournette too. I think he's a good football player. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I just feel like it's kind of become trendy. I think to to dislike him amongst many, at least. Um, I know just a lot of people say that he doesn't have like lateral agility or quickness, and he can't bounce outside or these various things. And I just I watch a couple games of him, and I I see him do all of those things, and I see him do all of them really well, including just throwing people off of him left and right. Um, so I think he's going to be a good football player. And then I do have. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, number one. Um, kind of what Great Tyler word. said. Oh. Christian McCaffrey, number one. What, what did uh, what <laughs> what did Ryan call him? Christian the Sweet Prince McCaffrey? The, no, I think he said Sweet the, the Young Handsome. The, the young, young Handsome Prince. I call yes. him Handsome, man. You oh, talk handsome. about Christian. We got to talk about how handsome he, he is. is. Handsome. He's so handsome. I do. We do have to give him credit for that. <laughs> He's a really good looking dude. All right. All right. <laughs> you know what? Time out. We're, okay. You know what? We're sw- we're switching to wide receivers. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the Raiders signed my boy. I call him Corduroy. Corduroy Patterson to uh, replace Andre Holmes. Uh, but can you guys see McKenzie drafting a wide receiver? Tyler, who do you got in your top five? Um, for me, it starts um, as Ross from Washington. Um, he's just got that elite trait, um, speed. Uh, if Al Davis was alive, we'd, we'd all be maybe penciling that pick in. Um, uh, we would be we'd be sharpening that pick in, like guys that have that trump card as Matt Harmon from uh, NFL dot com talks about those guys that have that trump card. Um, they always seem to stay in the league. Um, look at Ted Ginn. Um, speed matters in the NFL. Um, Tyreek Hill he ran all over the league last year. Just being the fastest guy on the field matters. And Fred Ross isn't just a speed guy. I like his. Um, his breaks in and out of his routes. Um, I, 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 I really do feel he's a good receiver. He's got knee issues. Um, that does bring questions. Um, second, I have Corey Davis uh, out of Central Michigan. Uh, he could be. He could. You could argue with me. He's number one. Um, he's got a mix of everything. Um, reminds me of Des Bryant at times. Um, and then third, I've got Curtis Samuel, uh, Ohio State. Um, <laughs> bit biased there being a Buckeye fan but I feel like uh, he can be used in uh, a variety of ways um, out of the backfield um, J- JT Barrett just he was terrible uh, he like he was terrible he was terrible last year Ohio State, uh, State fans want uh, his head at times um, 
but I think Samuel made a lot more plays that weren't uh, thrown to him. And then uh, fourth, I have Jones. What Jones is that? Zay, Zay oh. Jones. <laughs> Zay Jones, yep. Sorry, I've just got the last names uh, on my pad here. And, <laughs> I don't uh, know if you're like, asking us a question. Or you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zay Jones, Jones? East, East Carolina. Um, he's like he he's similar to Jarvis Landry, and then fifth I have Juju, who I I really feel um might be a bit um better pro than where he's taken. Seth, you got top five receivers? Sure. Um, I'll just run through it pretty quickly. Um, number one I have Corey Davis. Um, very you know very versatile, does a lot of things well. Um, TD mentioned that uh he reminds him of Des Bryant, and to me kind of reminds me of uh, Antonio Brown. So that should tell you um. You know, he's got a wide range of abilities. Um, next, I have Mike Williams, a big-bodied guy. Um, not like a world – well, he's a world-class athlete because he doesn't play in the NFL, but by NFL standards, he's not the most incredible athlete, but very talented. Then I'll take uh, John Ross, three. I'll go Zay Jones, four. And then fifth is kind of – you know, there's kind of a – so the Raiders were dead last in sacks in 2016, and with Alden's status up in the air, uh, let's be real, he's probably not coming back. Um, adding a pass rusher probably won't hurt. Um, who are your top five? We'll start with Nick. Well, I, I think it probably depends if we're calling some of the defensive ends like pass rushers or edge rushers. So, I mean, Miles Garrett in that case would, would definitely be number one. Um, Solomon Thomas, I think for sure, number two. So I, I don't think the Raiders will be in play, you know, for obviously this, most of those top names. So more realistically, um, you know, maybe TJ Watt, if, if he's there towards the end of the first round, you know, obviously a big time athlete um, and, and the lineage there, a lot of people will be will be drawn to. And then I would say, you know, Carl, Loss, uh, Carl Lawson might be another one to uh, to watch. Um, you know, he's he's kind of got mixed reviews. He was a big college name. I think a lot of people had him as like a you know surefire first rounder when he was you know killing it at Auburn, and then he's kind of fallen off the map a little bit. But still, a player that I I like a lot. Um, and then, um, yeah, probably just end it there. Um, for me, I I'm not as much of a fan of of Tack McKinley or Charles Harris. I think those two in particular are are a, a bit overrated. I'm not too big of a fan of of either their size or their athleticism, one or the other. So, um, you know, I think it'll be, if anything, if we have pass rushers, it'll be a little bit later in the draft. All right, Ty, who you got? Well, Garrett, number one, obviously. Um, Hot take alert. I have uh, Jordan Willis at two. Um, I like like his ability. Um, I, I... Solomon Thomas, he has, he's, I'm a big fan of him. I just, um, he, he obviously played inside. Um, so there's a lot of projection with him out on the edge. Um, for the people that say he's a defensive tackle, you need to, you need to watch, uh, the tape as they say, but, um, (laughs) Willis, Willis tested as an elite athlete. Um, he got, he got the production. Um, he just, uh, comes out well through the grader. Um, then I have uh, Rivers at four. Um, Derek Rivers from Youngstown State. I know Seth isn't a fan, but I feel like he has the ability to uh, perform on in the NFL with the, his his pass rush moves and uh, his ability. And then I have Watt at fifth. Um, Lawson would probably be my um, 
underrated guy, and I have to say my overrated guy would be Taco Chal- Charlton. I, he is the Michigan uh, man on that defensive line who should not be talked about. No love for Taco, huh? No. He's got a good name, though. It's a great yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. First round name. <laughs> first, first, first. <laughs> all right uh well i mean we know that mckenzie's had success with late round uh defensive tackles and obviously the raiders aren't well pro- i mean they're probably not going to be able to draft guys like miles garrett um so are there are there any late round gems that the raiders should be looking at in this class what do you got seth uh for as far as uh you know late round gems go um there are quite a few guys um there are some small guys and uh i just kind of small school guys rather um and i kind of wanted to to plug uh my system uh the search system that i posted uh to jbb not too long ago um which is a system that uh it's kind of a metric that i made to try to predict success of uh the pass rusher position and so, um, like a, a guy that stood out that's going to be a surge player is Samson uh, Ibakum. Ubu- I'm not really sure how to say his name. Sounds, sounds like a fake name. It does. Um, he's <laughs> from Eastern Washington, but he's a, he's a crazy athlete. Um, and he's going to be like a surge star. So, um, you know, the surge system has um, been able to successfully predict some late round guys that uh, have elite athletic traits. Um, and for example, he's one of them that I think could uh, could sleep, you know, could could sneak into the later rounds that could be a steal. Have you uh, have you trademarked the search system? I have not. I should. Oh, you should do that. If you know any lawyers, let me know. Go go do that right now. Uh, <laughs> so. Shout out to uh, to Rock Thunder Punch. Hit that guy up on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's yeah. JBB's legal counsel. The homie. We have one uh, who, who else do we got in the uh, in the bottom of the draft that you think the uh, Raiders could pick up to to help them on the the D line? I like um, actually. Well, I'll let uh, I'll let Tyler Tyler go. You, you've been watching the defensive tackles. Yeah, um, uh, warmly. I'm a big fan of uh, warmly out of Michigan. Um, he's he should be the defender talked talked about out of that um, whole defense. He can play five tech, three tech. Um, he's athletic as hell. Um, just a good football player, sound, played many positions for Michigan. Um, yeah, he's he's a sound player. And DJ Jones out of Ole Miss, um, he started the year off, and uh, if you put on his tape in uh, the start of the year, you'll just be blown away about how how fast he gets penetration. He's into the backfield, uses his hands well. Um, he kind of faded at the end of the year. Um, I feel that's why he's probably not talked about as much. But um, Old Miss uh, DJ Jones is one of my favorites later on. But what uh, what happened to Jaleel Johnson? Remember, everybody was just loving that dude, and I think oh, I still love Jaleel in man. the first round. And it feels like no one's <laughs> got love for Jaleel. Jaleel anymore. He's still good. Yeah, no, I still I still love I still <laughs> love Jaleel. Um, I, I feel like he, he he's not going to be the flash player that um, most fans. Um, will be a fan of but he's that guy who will just be there making you know holding his um spot on the line hitting his gap um making the tackle so that's the type of player he is consistent let's talk about uh let's talk about the position that raider nation uh would say is the biggest need on defense um it's the linebacker position 
What are your t- who are your top five at that position? We'll start with Nick. So uh, Ruben Foster, easy easy number one, probably the easiest position to rank in the entire draft. Um, number two for me is going to be uh, Raekwon, aka Baekwon uh, McMillan, uh, from from the Baekwon. Ohio State University. <laughs> um, yeah, number two inside linebacker for me. I mean, he's how old is he? Tyler twenty or is he twenty one? Twenty, yeah. 20. Yeah, 20, 20 year old, ton of experience, um, productive athlete. I mean, he's going to pretty much check all of the boxes for uh, for McKenzie. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people ideally love him, you know, as a second round option, and you know that that would be fantastic. But for the Raiders pick in particular, I mean, we're not picking in the top five anymore, so I don't think he'll be there in the second round. So if McKenzie wants him, he he could be a guy that he would have to take at twenty four. I would think. Um, and then Gerard mm-hmm. Davis, number three, Anthony Walker, number four, um, and number five. I mean, it's I don't think it's a very strong inside linebacker class myself. Um, you know, maybe Kendall Beckwith, um, but you know, if the first the first three are, are really the studs, and and even from there, I think it drops off. Um, I'm gonna kick it over to Ryan though. I know you just posted your linebacker rankings pretty recently. Yeah, I got a. <laughs> I got um I got the the top two for me are are the same. I mean obviously Foster is consensus across the board. Um I also have Raekwon at two. Um and then for me at three I go uh I, I I'm going Cunningham out of Vanderbilt, a, a guy that a, that a lot of you know a lot of different mock drafts and and, and media personnel like are, are are linking to Oakland as as early as 24. Um, production was crazy in the SEC, but again, a lot of people are going to talk about, uh, obviously the missed tackles for me, he plays really high, which leads to kind of the, kind of the missed tackles. Um, so he's coming in number three for me below him at four. I got Hassan Reddick out of, uh, out of temple. Um, again, a player that, uh, you know, some people like him coming off the edge more so than, you know, playing in the middle, playing on the outside. Um, so he, he's a player that's just obviously tested that's out of his mind. So a really good athlete. Um, and then at five, I have Anthony Walker Jr. out of Northwestern as well. Again, not a not a really strong uh, linebacker class. Um, if if Jalen Reeves Maven is is healthy, that was that was my guy out of Tennessee until you know he got he got he got hurt. But um, so it'd be nice to see him healthy. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, see, I I didn't have Reddick in mind just because I just. I, I would love for him to play in the inside. I just have a hard time seeing him playing there, or or maybe not even necessarily that. I just think he'll probably be best in 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 other areas. Um, and Cunningham for me, I think he's my my most overrated linebacker pick. Um, I mean, he was productive and he he does some things well, but he's at the end of the day, he's a linebacker that that struggles to tackle. And I just feel like he's going to be Malcolm Smith all, all over again in, in that regard. And you know, that's not just anything I want to be a part of. Who do you got, Seth? Um, so, <clears throat> so me, me and Tyler, the way we grade um, linebackers like this is any linebacker that's not on line of scrimmage, we call an off-ball backer, off-ball linebacker. So this is not necessarily just inside. Um, there's some outside guys there. But my number one uh, off-ball linebacker is going to be Ben Bulware. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was about to call him, man. I was uh, about no, to put so, him on you. Was, this podcast oh, is over. Uh, that, was good, that was a good one. <laughs> no, yeah, it was Ruben Foster, obviously, number one, um, followed by Hassan Reddick, who uh, I, I really like athletically. And then I'm going to keep Tyus Bowser and TJ Watt off this, even though I think that they could also play off-ball linebacker. I'm going to just um, move on to three. More pass rushers. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, I'll say Raekwon uh, for for my third. Um, fourth, I'll say Jared Davis, um, who you know is is pretty athletic, and then fifth, I'll go with Cunningham. All right, all right. Let's uh, move on to the corners, I guess. Oh, my turn. All right. <laughs> oh, you didn't do your linebackers? Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I've got pretty much the same uh, one and two, uh, Foster and Riddick. Uh, with Raekwon, I feel like people uh, have kind of just taken the narrative of he can't cover and kind of run with it. Um, he was asked to do different things uh, year to year. 2015, uh, his rookie freshman season um he made a lot more plays on the ball you saw him running around um there's clips on obviously i showed uh ryan i think uh of him covering saquon the god barkley down the field uh yeah on a wheel route uh ran with him step for step and stopped uh the play uh, i i really do rate raekwon and him being 20 uh upsides there tested well athletically and then i have cunningham as Ryan pointed to, plays really high. And uh, for me, linebackers that don't play with their pads above, uh, in front of their knees, they're going to have a lot of issues in the NFL because uh, it's hard for you to um, hit with impact um, playing like he does. And if he's missing tackles in um, college football in the NFL, that's just going to be, um, how do you say it, um, a disaster. Increased. Not, yeah. not good. <laughs> and then uh, fifth, fifth, I have Blair Brown out of Ohio. Um, uh, Mike Mitchell's uh, Alamada, as you all know. Uh, isn't? Aren't you worried about? Is he? A, he's a small guy, isn't he? I haven't really watched him. Yes. Is, he, isn't he, he pretty he, undersized? He, he, he's 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 small. Um, so is Jay and Brown, who a lot of people are hyping up. But um, Blair Brown for me is the Brown you should be watching. Um, his first tape I put on wasn't good, I will admit, but then the more I've dug into his tape, I've become a fan of. And then, uh, as Ryan said again, uh, Revis Mabin, big fan, used to play safety, can cover hits like a, oh, you could, <laughs> you could watch that boy hit all day. Um, Let's go. Yeah, so that's my, <laughs> my <laughs> that's my top five linebackers. All right, well, there's another position that we know the Raiders need help at, and that is the cornerback position. Uh, the Raiders have quite a bit of money invested at cornerback, but that didn't really pan out this last season. Um, who are our top five cornerbacks? Because that seems like a position where Raiders might be getting some top five guys. Uh, what do you think, Ryan? Man, I had a, I've, I've had an up-and-down year watching watching cornerbacks, man. I, I came in really, really high on uh, Jalen uh, Tabor, man, from, uh, from, from, from Florida. And uh, I, I absolutely love the tape. Um, I did not think that he, would, um, that he would test the way that he tested, uh, not only at the combine, man, but obviously at Florida's pro day as well. And then uh, so, so typical, man. A few days later, comes out and, and obviously complains about his hamstring and stuff. So... Uh, really, a really bad look. Um, again, I I go back to the tape. I've gone back to the tape so many times. I can't understand what I was missing, or you know, I mean, again, the the, the tape is still really good. Um, he's, so, he's, are you are you saying on board the Titanic, or are you, <laughs> you going on a lifeboat? No, I just I, I I just had to get the uh, I had to get the the the, the disclaimer out there. As far as far as the top cornerbacks, um, I, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Lattimore at the top only because um. 
I had I, 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 I had Sidney Jones up there, and then of course, uh, unfortunately, my man goes in uh, and, and and tears his Achilles at the at, at the pro day. So super unfortunate. Um, so I got I got Lattimore up there, followed by his teammate Conley at number two. Um, just a, another really 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 good athlete. Um, I would say he's probably just as athletic as, as Lattimore, if not maybe a, a notch below him. Um, had a really really good twenty. 2016 um so it could be a player that's obviously just ascending right now so i got Lattimore conley um after that i mean i guess you could probably argue sliding in sydney jones there too just depending on how comfortable you are with that with that with that achilles injury but um you got you got guys like you know kevin king a lot of people are are, are really high on for me might be a hot take but i, I love the kid out of out of colorado uh cheeto bay awuzi uh for me a lot of people see him as safety and stuff like that but just a really really complete corner um so i got him at three and then uh trey white out of, out of louisiana state and then kevin king uh oakland zone kevin king at uh at cornerback five Cuckoo. i feel like you name. i feel like you named like eight guys <laughs> yeah that's what i feel like too <laughs> um all right uh let's get some more cornerback rankings in here um seth or tyler any of you guys want to throw yours out there well i can, yeah i can i can go um Lattimore, number one. Uh, Ohio State's just churning out defensive backs at a phenomenal rate right now. Um, they just they just signed the number one and number two ranked uh, cornerbacks in the recruiting class also, so it's going to probably be a trend. Um, I've got Lattimore one. Awuzi is my number two ranked cornerback, so it's uh, no hot take there for me, Ryan. Um, he can play in the slot. Cover. Um, he's got all the skills. Um, I really uh, rate that Colorado backfield. Um, then uh, I had Fabian Moreau uh, at three, uh, Conley at four, and Jones would have been second. I just have to put that disclaimer in. Um, the injury obviously has taken him off. And then I have White at five. I've got uh, I've got Lattimore number one. Uh, pretty easy one for me. I, I've had him as a actually top three player on my board for, for quite some time now. Uh, Sidney Jones, number two. Um, I'll keep him there and just put a little star next to his name. Um, you know, if he can get back to, to where he was, uh, that's where I would have him. Um, Gary and Conley, number three. Then actually I'll join you guys on the Awuzie hype train, number uh, number four for me. And then um, number five, I mean, so many different corners, I think that you can slot in here. Um, I like Marlon Humphrey myself. Um, I don't think he's got the highest oh. the highest ceiling, but I think he's a good athlete. Um, I think he can be a strong number two corner um, for quite a while, and he could probably even play safety. A lot of people like him there, so um, you know maybe just as a defensive backs ranking, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. I know I know some people are up and down on him, but I'll I'll throw him in there at number five. Yeah, he, he's physical. I mean he he can get up, he'll get up there and hit dudes. He's not afraid to do it. Um, and and I think he's quality in coverage. And like I said, a good but not great athlete. I think he's just a, like I said, a strong, solid number two corner. Um, you know, which in a passing league with all these good, you know, one two wide receiver punches out there. I mean, that's that's valuable. It's not not like it used to be. So I I, I would glad, gladly take him. Just of note, um, Humphrey. Uh, just from little weird research I do on the draft. Of all the uh, wide receivers that have played Humphrey and a lot of the other cornerbacks in the um, in the draft, uh, cornerback, sorry, um, he was voted the toughest cornerback 
by a lot of the receivers. I, I like so. those polls, like when they ask defensive linemen and offensive linemen who's the toughest guys to go against. I think those polls, I mean, I don't know how, how much value they hold necessarily or yeah, how, I, or how yeah, predictive they are, but I like them. Um, I think I think respect yeah. amongst your peers is, is important, and I think a lot of these guys – you know, know who the better players are, um, you know, for obvious reasons. So I think that. Well, especially cornerback and wide receiver because it's one on one. Yeah. One-on-one. So that's a, a lot of the time. That's a good so. little, little nugget of info there. Um, Seth, have you done your five? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's you know, it's going to sound kind of repetitive. Um, uh, Lattimore, of course, one. I have Conley, two. Um, three. <clears throat> It's tough, and I've got a lot of guys close together, but I'll probably go uh, Tredavious White um, there. Um, four, I've, I've been a big fan of uh, Cordray Tankersley for a long time. Um, I just, you know, I, I love the way he plays, the skill set, his physical makeup. And then five, um, I'll probably go uh, Chidobe Uzi too. Um, like you guys said, he's not necessarily a corner, Um but you know, as a corner, I think he could be he could you know be really good, and you could put him at nickel or wherever you wanted him, and he's just really good. Man, you know, I'm I'm kind of disappointed that I did not hear my boy, uh, Adoree Jackson's name one Don't time. Don't say it. Not, oh, man. not not one hot take, not one. All right, I'll, I'll say his I'll say his name right now. So in my opinion, the the, best punt the most the most overrated <laughs> cornerback in the draft is Adoree Jackson, sir. He <laughs> <laughs> said he wanted to hear his name. How dare you? He, All right, that guy. That guy's. That guy's an athlete. I will not, not hear another word. Not a cornerback. All right, uh, let's move on to safeties. Uh, it seems like our boy Reggie Nelson doesn't have much left in the tank. Grandpa Nelson needs a replacement pretty soon here, and that, that guy's not Nate Allen. Um, who are our top five safeties? And. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some variation. I'm gonna need a hot take or two. Uh, we'll start with Seth. All right, I got a hot take. Uh, Ryan's not gonna like it, but we'll get Uh-oh. there at some point. Uh, uh, so first off, I actually have a couple hot takes. First off, it's it's you know uh, everyone's consensus top two safeties. I think I'm gonna say Jamal Adams and Malik Hooker. I think I'm actually gonna have Hooker slightly higher, um, just because of the way the league is going. Not to range. Say that, yeah, exactly. Range. He's got range for days. Can't tackle. Um, like elite, elite range. And and I Maybe actually think that his tackling ability <laughs> is is kind of overrated. I I think that he's he's a sufficient tackler, right? We talk about thresholds, and I think he's good enough to pass the threshold of tackling ability. Jamal Adams is great too, though. You know, crazy athlete, great range. Not like the crazy elite range of Hooker, but he's they're they're neck and neck, one and two, and three. Probably my first hot take is going to be, I think Marlon Humphrey could be the third best safety from this class if he were to transition to safety full-time. I want him to see everything happen in front of him and just react and, you know, use his athletic Mm -hmm. ability going forward rather than backwards. And, you know, he's physical, like you guys said, and he has range. Um, So he'd probably be my third. And then after that, you know, you could make the argument, if you want, about Awuzie being a safety. But, um... And then there's uh, Obi Melanfonwu from UConn, like possibly the greatest athlete that we've graded out with the grading system, Tyler. Um, And then, you know, you've got a bunch of other good athletes and football players like Marcus Williams or um, Josh Jones. Those guys are all kind of clumped in back there and uh, along with Justin Evans, too. Are we going to talk about the lack of Buda Baker? 
Yes. My hot Let's talk about Ryan it. Like Let's talk about noticed. it. Right. I knew exactly where you were going with it, and I'm upset. I'm really upset. <laughs> my my overrated safety is probably going to be Buda Baker. Oh, no. Uh, Sir. No. I know. It's, it is one of Let's the talk about it. Right, Let's hang, talk about it. Hang on, guys. I, I stand with Seth. Oh, Ooh, my God. Yes. Oh. yes. Do you guys like Carl Joseph at all? Dylan, I, I, do. I love yeah. Carl. I love Carl Joseph. Yeah, I love Carl Joseph. Yeah, <laughs> because that's exactly what Buddha. No, Buddha's a Buddha's, no, a, no, Buddha's no. a worse athlete, and he's, he's oh not as big of no, a he's a Ex- better oh. athlete. He's a better. Excuse me, he's sir. He's a track star. <laughs> oh no, Dylan. No, I mean, yeah, Buddha Baker's fine, my man. Buddha, you know what? I he's... I watched my boy Buddha because uh, I'm a pack I'm a pack ten guy, uh, so. You know, I went to ASU and USC, and I saw Buda Baker for a good, you know, a couple of seasons, destroying everything that moved on the He's field. A worst, worst athlete, bro. I'm Dude. sick to my stomach, See, man. So, I would take, so I would take Buda, like I would take Buda at 24, no hesitation. I think he runs in a fast and straight line. I don't think he's very explosive. Oh no! Yeah, exactly. He's his broad jump of of the of the safeties that we graded, Tyler. I'm looking at the list now. He has the worst broad jump of any of the safeties, and his his vertical was only 32 and a half inches, which is which is nothing really. I, I mean, have a 31 inch vertical. Runs. Exactly. There you go. Oh no. So if, if we want Nick <laughs> back there, I'm a, okay, I'm a, okay, that puts it. Yeah, all I'm about to put no. you. I'm, I'm about to give you a 31 inch vertical. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and one of the one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, like we say that Malik Hooker can't tackle, and I know there's plenty of clips of Buda Baker making tackles, but there's also I think just as many plays where he's running full steam at a wide receiver or tight end and gets no backwards mo- momentum. He he bounces off of them or he he's has a, to stop his feet. He's a launcher. He's a launcher, and and he doesn't really get momentum that can take guys down when even when he gets a full head of steam hmm interesting he's just a, he's a dog man he finds the ball exactly i i, I disagree on the athlete some some te- some testing can be a bit uh thingy I, I i won't make any excuses for that though but uh on, on his tape for me uh I, i'd i'd say i'd disagree um but uh I mean, behind what Jamal Adams and Malik Hooker, Buddha's got to be the third best safety in the class. He's he's got to be. I mean, that's not even optional right now. Obi, Obi, <laughs> Marcus Williams, Obi. Josh Jones, Eddie Jackson, I Buda disa- Baker. I, Eddie oh, Jackson is. A good one. I disagree. Oh, no, Nick. I disagree. Oh, no. What the hell? The show, the show's gone off the, the show's oh, gone off the rails on, at this point. <laughs> Jump the shark. Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson had twenty first round picks in front of him. Of course, he's gonna look good. <laughs> true, true. All right, where, where are we at, man? I we mean, just we went off the rails right okay. now. Let's let's talk about let's talk about Jabril then. <laughs> Top five. Bring this thing. Oh, Top five. Do we have to oh, waste our time? Bring this thing all the way down. Yeah. All right, let's. Why do we have to let's talk, talk about? about let me switch it up. Let me switch it up. Let's talk about. A safety at sleeper. Who who do you think that Reggie McKenzie might be able to find late? How about uh, that? Buda, ba- Buda Baker. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Tedrick. No, I'll I'll calm this all down. Tedrick Thompson, Colorado. That's um. That's Ryan's boy, right? That that. Co- I like I, I I like I like Tedrick as well. I do. I think I think he's got the best ball skills yep. in the class, personally. Best yep. ball skills. Yeah. Um. He does have concrete. He does have concussion, uh, concussion questions, but on the field, uh, the tape he put up, uh, he gave 
both those corners, Awuzi and Witherspoon, are a lot of help, and uh, he did it well. He can come down, tackle, play a variety of ways. Um, he's just a more all-round player than, say, someone like Williams who at Utah who is more just a rangy guy, where Thompson, I feel, can give you a better all-round game. Did, uh, did any of you guys watch um, Monte Nicholson? Is that Michigan State? Any of you guys watch him? Yep. What do you think? Yep. Um, he's, um, he's got explosion to his game. Um, I actually like the way he plays. Um, every time I would watch uh, Ohio State versus Michigan State, he's the guy that annoys me because he's making a play and then celebrating it. You know how you're a fan of a team and, you know, a rival team. You know, you guys know what mm-hmm. I mean? That guy that's <laughs> making plays and he's celebrating it and you're like, fuck you, guy. <laughs> Let's do a mini speed draft, I guess you'll say. Uh, we'll start in the first round. Um, and then we'll go through the subsequent rounds. Uh, I want each of you to give me the player you like in that round. So we'll start with Tyler, round one, go who you got the Raiders picking at, number 24. Raekwon McMillan, Ohio State. I like that. Uh, Ryan, you are on the clock, sir. And now just to confirm, I'm going 24-56 here. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going 56. second round. I'm going 56. At 56, I like, I like Trey White. Trey White. Cornerback. Like All right. Uh, Nick, you are on the clock, sir. Uh, pick 88, third round. Quick question. Do you guys think there's any chance Sidney Jones is going to fall that far or no? Yeah, I think yep. so. You think he will? Right. I'll take I'll take Sidney Jones. I'll double up. Take another corner. Best All right. Left. Seth, uh, you are in the fourth. That is pick 129. All right. How about uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle from uh, Alabama? All right. When... We'll do a we'll do a little uh, snake situation. Uh, Seth, you go again. Round five, uh, pick one sixty eight. Okay. Um, how about we take a safety and we'll go with oh gosh, uh, Tedrick Thompson. Hmm. Okay. Uh, who do we got here? Nick. Round six, pick two hundred eight. Um, I'll go. Uh, Marco Lee, Wake Forest linebacker. I was going to say, we don't have any linebackers yet. Yeah. Uh, good pick. Um, next would be Ryan. Ryan, uh, this is the first seventh round pick uh, at 242. Who do you got? I, I don't think he's. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to be there because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really high on him. Aaron Jones, running back, UTEP. All right. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. But, uh, <laughs> Tyler, who do you got with the. Seventh round pick uh, at 244. This is the Raiders' last pick, assuming it's not traded for Marshawn or something like that. Uh, I'll have to go uh, Andrew Wiley, Eastern Michigan, the number one athlete at uh, offensive tackle. Okay, I like that. I actually like that. That's a good pick. Uh, uh, We talked about Marshawn Lynch earlier, but a name that's been connected with Marshawn is his teammate in Seattle, Richard Sherman. Uh, It seems like he... Seems to he he seems to be in the mix for trade. Uh, Edwarder and others have said that him and Marshawn could team up somewhere. Uh, and New England had been connected, but New England just traded for a uh, top cornerback. Could you see McKenzie making a move for Richard Sherman? Look, and if so it were Ryan up to take... you, what oh, what would you trade? Yeah, so Ryan take this one. All right, so we kind of got into it earlier, obviously on Twitter. Here's here's my take. I, I 
I would, if I was a GM, I would personally flip a first rounder for Richard Sherman. Currently, do I think Reggie McKenzie's gonna 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 trade a pick? No. Um, again, Reggie's been on been on record a handful of times. I believe I believe Vic Vic Tafer, the the San Francisco Chronicle, there he's been on record. Um, you know, Reggie covets picks one, two, and three. You know, those those first three rounds are his are his money picks. He's he's very hesitant, very reluctant to give those picks up. So even if, as as good as I think Richard Sherman is, I think he's a hundred percent worth. Uh, a first round pick regardless of money regardless of you know the age and all that stuff um I, I to me it makes a ton of sense um so i would be all in um you you grab marshawn you grab richard sherman uh, but at the end of the day is it realistic for, for for to expect mckenzie to do that uh probably probably not get david emerson out of here man <laughs> garbage garbage that- that, that's that's my take. So um, I'll I'll try flick him off to Seattle somewhere what, for sure. What um, pick, if if any, what pick would you guys what pick would you guys give up for Sherman if if uh, if any? Tyler, what would you do? Uh, a third round that can turn into a second, maybe uh, a third this year and a third that can turn into a second from before. What about you, Seth? Um, they 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 kind of have those deals, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, so I don't know. This this kind of might end up being a hot take, but I don't know if I'd give up a pick for him. Um, personally, what? I think that if he was a fr- if he was a free agent, I don't know if if Reggie McKenzie would give him thirteen million dollars a year. And you kind of have to look at that cap hit and say, um, you know, is it worth it to bring that on? Because you know, if you trade for him, you're gonna have to bring on that number. You know, Reggie was hesitant to even sign like Zach Brown, who got like almost no guaranteed money. I think it would be tough, mm-hmm. you know, if if Sherman came knocking on the door and said he wanted a thirteen million a year, I I don't know if Reggie would bite, and I don't know if I would either. So yeah. I think it's tough to give up something in addition to that. So here's here's well, that's why I say trade um, Emerson. So <laughs> that's why I trade I, I say trade Emerson and that give him some of that money. So <laughs> here's here's the deal with too, like with something that exactly what Seth was just touching on. A lot of people aren't really considering. I mean, is is the money? It's it's quite a bit. Thirteen million this year, next year, and. As it currently stands, the Raiders have about $31 million in cap space. Um, but first-year cap hits for Derek Carr and Gabe Jackson, their extensions, um, it affects cap this year, not not next offseason. It's this year. And it's going to be about $23 million for Carr, probably about $8 million for Gabe, and that $31 million is just dried up just like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be tough to squeeze in Sherman's deal if, if it is a package deal or if McKenzie wants to do it. Um, he'd probably have to cut – Reggie Nelson, Dan Williams, and you know maybe Sean Smith, and and those may not be bad things, but it's just a lot of moving parts I think to try to make someone like Sherman fit, who is about to turn thirty anyway. Um, you know he's he's still sharp, but he's a de- depreciating asset at this point. Um, so I don't think I'd give anything more than like a mid late pick, um, you know, if that, because you have to again consider the the money. Um, so I just have a hard time seeing seeing that one happening or happening. Um, and Marshawn, you know, I, I think McKenzie might just deal maybe a six round pick just to do business with his buddy John Snyder. Um, but yeah, I don't uh, I don't see Sherman happening. How much money is uh, Sean Smith making right now? Um, was about ten ten million a year, I think. And if and if the uh, the Raiders cut him, what's the hit on that? I believe. I believe a couple million is in um, dead money, um, like three or so. Um, so it's not. So I, like spot, I mean, 
you know, I'm not a cap guru or anything, but I feel like I would definitely cut Sean Smith and maybe Amerson and Reggie Nelson to bring in Richard Sherman. I mean, maybe that's just me, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> he's he's a $9.5 million cap hit, but the dead money is a nine and a quarter. So it's, uh, Ooh. it's a lot. Ooh, yeah, oh, just man. kidding. Oh, so, yeah, so his contract must have became guaranteed then when the new league, new league year started. Um, so, yeah, there goes that. Well, that's that. that. <laughs> Sean Smith, 2017. And that's that. And just like that's that, uh, that's that with the podcast. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this week, fellas. Yeah, let's uh, let's give a plug real quick no worries, here to, to Tyler. Um, his uh, Twitter handle, T-D-G-A-W-D. And then Seth, I, yours has got some – oh, yours is just Seth Murray – or Seth Murphy BBD now, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, bigboarddraft.com, um, and then also they both do work for for JBB here. So go and check out their work. We'll have some, some yep. draft content hitting the site soon. Um, so, yeah, thanks, for fellas. BBG. Thanks, fellas, for, for coming Big, on. We appreciate it. And, uh, Big booty dames. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick, go ahead and hit him with the plug. <laughs> what, which one? With the outro. Uh, that's not me. That's, that's you, my friend. <laughs> You're going to make me do this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That'll do. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. Follow us along on Twitter at Just Blog Baby. We're on all sorts of uh, different media. You know what I mean? Tell them. So follow tell us on. Which, tell them about them. Which, which follow media? Follow us on Apple. Which ones? On Apple iTunes. iTunes. Spotify? Okay. Who says that? Apple iTunes. Apple, Apple iTunes. iTunes. It's like saying you know what? See, this is why this, this is why I don't want to do the outro ever because you guys just <laughs> no one uh, no one has ever said subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. You know what? Yeah. You would can, you let you me find live? One. Would you let me one. live? You find us. Five star reviews. Yeah. All right, folks. Five star reviews only. We will catch you next week. <laughs> That'll do it on Apple That'll iTunes. That'll do it. Salute.